You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressingcrest.org. Well, we are glad that you are joining us again today for this new series on Thanksgiving, and we are listening and enjoying some thoughts from some of our elders here at the Preston Crest Church of Christ. Our church is often here from our ministers and other church leaders, but we don't always hear from our elders or shepherds, and so I've asked several of them to come and talk with us about different things that they are thankful for and why we need to be thankful it's hard right now in 2020 to find reasons to be thankful. So it's good to hear some specific ways and specific reasons why we need to be thankful and what we should be thankful for. And today I have asked Randy Tucker to come and join me, and we're going to talk a little bit about why we need to be thankful for uh, our church families. Randy and his wife, Michelle, have a long history with the Preston Crest Church of Christ that I'm looking forward to hearing more about today. But uh, Randy, we are glad that you're with us today. Well, Jacob, thanks for having me. I'm excited about this series and uh, looking forward to participating today. Well, great. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, career, your time at Preston Crest, all that good stuff. Well, we do have a long history at Preston Crest. Uh, I uh, became a member in 82 as one of the uh, young adults in our singles program at that time. And uh, my wife goes back to day one with Preston Crest. Her family were some of the founding members in 72. Uh, we, uh, Michelle and I married in 84 in what was the new auditorium at the time that's already had a major renovation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, uh, we've been active uh, in any number of activities for the, a number of years. Uh, one of the things that we, we truly love is our opportunity to work with the brothers and sisters in Guatemala. This was to have been our 21st year to get to do that. Right. But COVID did, gave a little bit of a change to that. And so uh, uh, we're still uh, looking forward to a trip for next year and uh, continuing to support that work there. Uh, we raised both of our sons here. We have a, a son who is uh, 30, who lives in Greenville, North Carolina with his wife, Allison, and our youngest son, Grant, uh, recently back to Dallas, uh, who's working virtually here in town like so many of us are. And I do uh, IT consulting work, so uh, mine has changed pretty dramatically from 150 nights a year on the road to being home all the time, which has really been nice to be in my own bed for the last year. Wow, 150 nights on the road. And Grant is in the Discover Young Adults Ministry. He is an attorney, uh, just passed the bar a few months ago, so we're very proud of him for that. Now, Michelle is a pediatrician. That's right. She has a, a private practice in uh, Carrollton, Texas, Castle Hills Pediatrics over on Josie, and uh, 
She really enjoys working with her, her family. She has about 900 families that she serves. And uh, uh, this has been a very interesting time where some of her treatment is now done in the parking lot because she's mm. a little bit concerned about the COVID like so many are, but thankfully uh, no exposure in her office for, or for her staff in these last number of months. So Lord has put his arms around her. Well, I guess my children make up one of those 900 families. So uh, glad to have Michelle helping my children when they get sick. And uh, you said you were married in the newly renovated auditorium. Now, is it you and Michelle that were the first? Yeah, we were the first in what was the new auditorium in 84. And at that time, our podium was uh, down on the floor and the community table was, uh, I, I'm sorry, the podium was behind the community table. The community table was down front mm-hmm. and we weren't allowed to move it. So our uh, facilities guy, Brother Roy Burnham at the time, built a lattice to hide that for us. And we kind of stood on about a six inch ledge to have our service. Uh, we were blessed to be married by George Bailey, okay. uh, our first uh, pulpit minister at Preston Crest. Uh, he baptized Michelle when she was 10 and then married us, uh, you know, and so we feel extremely blessed that uh, Brother Bailey was a part of that. Uh, it was interesting, George had a photographic memory. He mm-hmm. was one of those with a photographic memory. And as he was doing our wedding uh, ceremony, I saw him kind of looking at a piece of paper and, and I really appreciated the, the remarks that he'd made. And after I said, George, I'd like to get a copy of that message. And he said, mm-hmm. no, I'm just holding your marriage license. <laughs> he just did it completely from memory. Wow. So wow. great, great man of God. He and Elabeth uh, had uh, moved to Houston prior to their, their passing to be closer to their son, uh, Philip. So yeah. Yeah, great, great uh, history for us at Preston Crest. Well, I know he is a legend around here, not only here, but around the Around the Brotherhood. That's funny that uh, the communion table was down front, could not be moved. That is the scriptural place That's to put right. it, of course. That's so. right. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Suzanne Langston and I, my fiance, we're going to get married here at Preston Crest on April 24th. So uh, glad to be in another one of those couples who have experienced a Preston Crest oh, yeah. wedding. That'll be a great time. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about why you're thankful for a church family. And obviously this is going to be specifically um, in the context of Preston Crest, but obviously a lot of people listen to this podcast who do not go to Preston Crest. But uh, when you hear the words church family, what are some first thoughts that come to your mind? You know, it's uh, it's something that uh, God God planned for us in terms of having that support system and having those brothers and sisters that uh, even though we come from diverse backgrounds, we're united in Christ, mm-hmm. and we we share that that common uh, that common faith, and then we're there to support each other. And uh, I have been reminded most recently, uh, I lost uh, my uh, boss and friend in August to brain cancer, and as his family was dealing with his uh, illness, they did not have the benefit of a church family as they were in Houston. And you can see the difference in those who have to journey alone and those that have the brothers and sisters uh, to uh, to help them along the way. Yeah, there is a remarkable difference. Um, just the attitude of people as they grieve, uh, the strength that they have as they mourn. You can tell people who are plugged into a spiritual community and those that aren't. Uh, the hope that, that Christians have is pretty prevalent uh, in times of tragedy. Um, what is one of your favorite things about being part of a church family? Well, I think, uh, you know, that the comfort and the security that you have of never being alone, always somebody to be there for you. 
uh, Michelle calls it having a 2 a.m. friend, mm -hmm. somebody that you can call. And uh, with her uh, background in medicine, we have made any number of 2 a.m. visits to emergency rooms and to, to families that were in need. And we're grateful to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a blessing to be able to give back and to uh, be there when there's a need. And we, we know that that has benefited our lives as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to do in ministry is visit hospitals. And um, many families I've known over the years, some of the families that I'm the closest with are families that I spent time in the hospital with. Um, you just relate with people in a different way. You can preach sermons all day long, but when you show up at their bedside when they need you, it's when it really, really makes that impact. And I've also been on the receiving end of that, and maybe you have as well, when you're the one laying in the hospital bed or um, struggling with something and someone shows up to help you, it makes a profound impact uh, in your life. So specifically, Preston Crest. Uh, when has Preston Crest been a really strong family to you and your family? Well, Jacob, there's many times, but the one that probably stands out the most is when uh, Michelle's father was was shot uh, in his driveway on Preston Road, just north of the building where they lived uh, in the uh, development, the Encore. And when we got the call uh, that Bob had been shot and we went down to Parkland, uh, the word got out that uh, we were in need. And that night, we had well over 100 Preston Crest members in the waiting room with us wow. through that night. And, um, you know, just to have that support network and that, that love around us as we were, as my mother-in-law says, in the storms of life where we were in that valley uh, was just an amazing um, experience for us. Uh, George Bailey was there with us. I mean, we had so many dear friends that spent the night with us um, until Michelle's brother was able to get down from Kentucky. And then they took Bob off life support that next morning. But um, that's been an example where so many people rallied around us and supported us through a very challenging time, including one of our members who was with the Dallas uh, Police Department, a detective, and she spent some months with my mother-in-law in her home until the rest had been made of, of my father-in-law's killer. Wow. So we just had unbelievable support. Um, and in that horrible time, uh, you know, God used us to be an example of, of holding on to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I wouldn't wish that on, on anyone to have to go through that, but for our family, it strengthened our relationship with the family here at Preston Christ. So how many years ago was that, Randy? That was in 94. Okay. So that was in March of 94. Our boys were both uh, very small at the time. I think we had a, about an 18-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old at the time. So they were, they were, they were small kids. But, um, you know, it's just amazing the um, support from people coming to the home and bringing food and um, coming alongside us. Um, it's a little bit of a blur for some number of weeks during that time frame, but there was always somebody in the kitchen preparing a meal, keeping the home clean. We were just really blessed to have so many people that really demonstrated God's love to us. And for those watching today, they can't they can't see what I'm seeing, but I'm just watching Randy tell the story, and it's like he's talking about something that happened last week. It's still so so much a part of your life and. Uh, means just as much to you today as in 94, so what, almost 30 years ago, um, as it did that day. Yeah. 
It's true. And uh, I love I love the terminology you used of having a church family come alongside of you. You know, the Holy Spirit in in Greek when we translate sometimes the word for the Holy Spirit, that's kind of what it means is is to come along the side of God's people. That's what that's what he does is the Holy Spirit. He he lives within us, but he comes alongside us in life. And that's why the Bible describes a church family as a spiritual family. We are to come along the side of each other and um, hold each other's hand and, and walk with each other through not just the good times of life, but even more importantly, the storms of life, right. to borrow Pat's terminology there. So that kind of gets in that next question of, and we know what Jesus tells us to do and what the Scripture tells us to do about rejoicing with those who rejoice and mourning with those who mourn. But, I mean, how do we do that? What does that look like today? Well, Jacob, I know for me personally, it seems a little easier to rejoice with others. Those are some of the real positive, upbeat times. And yet I realize how important it is to be available when someone is is mourning or, or dealing with a loss. And... Uh, I like the example of Job's friends where for the first seven days, they sat in silence as Job was uh, dealing with tremendous loss. He'd lost his, his family, lost his, lost his kids, lost his servants, lost his possessions. And um, I've tried to learn from that example because oftentimes I, I used to feel like I needed to come prepared to say something that would be uplifting or beneficial to uh, the individual. And now I've realized that just your presence yes. is what's important. Uh, I had a friend whose wife suffered a major um, uh, stroke and seizure and was in the hospital for three days prior to her passing. And I went over and just listened to Richard recount the story, just recount the story. And his daughters kept saying, Dad, how many times have you told the story? And I'm like, I'm just here to listen, you know. Mm-hmm. So for a couple of days, I, I had a chance to be with Richard and his and his daughters. Um, And then later, I mean, months later, I saw him and he was like, oh, thank you so much. It meant so much. You you meant so much to me. And I had not done anything except be present and listen to him tell the story of of how that had occurred to Kathy and where he was in that journey. So um, I think we just need to be making ourselves available. And that's, that's the trick sometimes because it's not something that we readily run into. When it comes to loss or mourning, I don't think that's our first inclination is to is to go there. But I think it's so important. That is so profound, Randy. And, and um, that's one thing I've learned, too, in my ministry is people do try to say things in times of tragedy. And more times than not, they say the wrong thing. And, uh, you know, you can do a lot of harm when you're trying to do a lot of good and you're right in that story of Job. Uh, for a week, they don't say a word. David, when he's mourning um, his sin with Bathsheba and the impending news that they're going to lose the child because of that sin, he does not say a word. Um, and when I've gone through tragedies in my life, uh, specifically a couple of years ago, the things that meant the very most to me were people who they would send me a daily text or a daily email saying, "I'm here." I'm here. I'm here. They didn't say anything else, but it was just a reminder of I'm right here. You know, whenever you need me, I'm right here. I didn't want to hear a, mu- a bunch from them. I didn't expect to hear a bunch from them, but just the reminder of their presence 
was still there, unquestioned. Those were the things that meant the most to me. And I think all people are that way. I think I think everyone responds to that type of treatment. So that's a wonderful answer. Um, so looking at different churches across the board, uh, Preston Crest is one of these churches that has enjoyed a long history, a long heritage. Um, and you said it started in 70... Uh, I guess it'd be seventy-two. Seventy-two. I, I think that's right, if I'm remembering. Okay, so I so see you have the fortieth-year anniversary book on your yeah, on yeah, your yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so over here on my desk. Far away from the so 50. we're <laughs> so we're coming up on on fifty, and uh, you know, still over have over a thousand members, and so there's still a lot of potential here, a great future here. This church will enjoy a great, great heritage and great history, um, and then there are other congregations that start strong, and they don't exist anymore. So um, why is that? Why do some churches have a long history and heritage while others just struggle to make it? You know, I, I can't speak to all of the, the issues that some of the other congregations deal with. I think one of the reasons that we've been um, blessed here at Preston Crest is we, we have a, a focus on really sharing the gospel. And when you think about our focus on the work in the Dallas area, the work in any number of inter- international and global uh, outreach uh, programs that we're involved in. I think some 30 mission points that we're involved in at Preston Crest has always been a big focus of sharing the gospel and equipping our folks to serve. And to me, that's the thing that, that makes the difference. I've seen some congregations that become a little inward focused and are not really looking to share the good news. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's something that I feel like we each week take the opportunity to do that. And uh, I I think it's very, very positive for us. Um, You know, we we have um, we've had members that have gone through some challenging times and perhaps we weren't there as we needed to be to support them through their struggles. But we've also had families that have uh, maybe been away for a while and then come back. And we're like, this is always going to be your church family. This mm-hmm. will always be the place you can come home to. Mm-hmm. So we want what's best for you and for the kingdom. And so as a, as a highway church, we sometimes uh, lose some of our young families to the suburbs or to you know different school systems or to more affordable housing. And yet we feel like that's just part of us planting seeds for the kingdom. Right. So uh, we're, we're blessed on that front. Um, but I don't, I don't think we take it for granted either. I mean, Satan clearly would love to see this, uh, this work implode or become stale. And, and I think, you know, our focus, especially with the eldership, is what are we doing for the Preston Crest family? Uh, we, we need to be accountable to our family. And we want to support the, the brotherhood as best we can, but we're, we're not in those other church um, leadership meetings or in those other church discussions to determine what they need to do best for their particular congregation. Right, right. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. There's an interesting dichotomy, in my opinion, as to why some churches have a long history and heritage and others don't. You cannot, first and foremost, remove mission from that equation. If you're not in uh, a church that is outwardly focused, you will die, right? And if outreach ceases to exist, the church will uh, that that particular congregation, not the church. Jesus promises us that the church will always be around, but that particular congregation will cease to exist. But at the same time, you can be the most outreach-focused um, congregation, but when you do win people to Christ, 
if you don't have a good place to put them when they come to that congregation, you won't retain them either. And so if a church is not a family, um, if it's not a healthy environment, if it's not a place that encourages growth and encourages friendship and true family connection, a place that values grace and forgiveness, uh, but also has an expectation for righteousness, that church is not going to survive. And Preston Gress has obviously done a great job of both things, of being outwardly focused, realizing we are in Dallas-Fort Worth. I mean, one of the fastest-growing places in the United States. Dallas has always been a place that has grown, so Preston Crest has seen that. But people, when they come here, they stay here, and there's a reason they stay here. Um, and not every congregation can say that. Um so you've been here a long time. You've served as a deacon. You've served as an elder for many years. Looking forward past 2020 as we very soon begin 2021 and future years, what are some of your greatest hopes and dreams uh, for this church body? I, I want us to really hold on to um, the command of loving God and loving our neighbor. Um I heard it said that we need to be the best church um, for our community, not the best church in our community. I'd mm-hmm. love to see us really be serious about uh, taking advantage of opportunities right here in our backyard. We, we've always had a strong focus on um, you know, international missions. That's always been a real focus for us, but there's opportunities here in our backyard. And for the last number of years, We've tried to put a focus on really getting to know who our neighbor is, who is the person mm-hmm. who lives right beside you, not just in a global sense, but who's the person that you you share a property line with. And uh, that's something that, you know, Michelle and I have tried to put a focus on, but I think it's going to be so important for us because, as you say, it's constantly changing here in Dallas and our demographics are changing right here in our in our neighborhood where we physically are located. Um and I'd love to see us just be much more intentional about um, reaching the folks that are within just a few blocks of this building, as opposed to um, love the opportunities that we get to work in, in Greece and in Ghana and Guatemala. We love the G countries. But I think at the end of the day, there's opportunities right here in our in our backyard to be, uh, you know, a light to this community and to share that good news. Absolutely. I love how you call them the G countries. That's great. Um, but, you know, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 when Jesus told his apostles, you're going to be my witnesses, uh, that was his formula. You start here in Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then to the utter utter ends of the earth. We have a tendency, um, at least within churches of Christ, I cannot speak of other uh, religious groups, we have a tendency to start at the utter ends of the earth (laughs) across the ocean while we ignore our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria. It was very much of a ripple effect was what Jesus had in mind. Start where you are and expand outward. Uh, grow outward, but start small. And I am encouraged, as as you are, about uh, the desire here at Preston Crest to know our neighbors, to know our city, uh, to be very much aware of our immediate context. Those are some great hopes and dreams to have for this church. Okay, last question, uh, Randy, and this is kind of the hot topic question of our time. Um, 
A lot of people say that you can have a relationship with Jesus, but you don't need a relationship with the church. What's wrong with that well, assessment? The uh, the church is his body. It's uh, He sacrificed himself for it. He's the head of it. And uh, in my mind, you cannot love Christ if you don't love his body. The church is who, who we are. So um, I don't think you can discount the importance of the fellowship and the edification that you have of coming together uh, with your brothers and sisters and supporting one another. That's the model that, uh, that Christ laid out for us. It's, mm-hmm. it's the structure that he put in place for us. And we've talked about you know, other ways that that is so valuable for us because um, God didn't put that in place to, as I've heard it say, make our lives more complicated or challenging. It's really because we need that. We need that support. We need that community. Uh, he knows how valuable it is. It's been really tough, as we've talked about during this COVID time, where there's been so much isolation for some of our older members, some of those that are in assisted living centers. It's been so challenging because they haven't had that opportunity for the, the community. But uh, no, I would I would uh, disagree that we, we can't know Christ fully if we don't know his body, the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are so many descriptions of the church in the New Testament, one, one being the body. Uh, you know, if we lose the head, we lose everything. Christ is the head of the body. Also, the bride of Christ. The church is the bride, and you can't have a healthy marriage if you separate the husband uh, from the wife, the bride from the groom. So, um, you know, I get discouraged when I hear people say, yeah, I, I've got a great relationship with Jesus, but I don't need the church to have that relationship with Jesus. And how distorted of a uh, way of thinking that is that you can't you can't separate the two. They are, um, they are to go together. So, I appreciate your answer on that as well. Anything else you want to add about Preston Crest before we land this plane? Well, I think uh, you know we've got a unique opportunity with our location that we're able to serve so many deep people in the in the North Dallas area. We have people that come from so many different uh, zip codes, I think 150 different zip codes because of our location here as a highway congregation. But I think we've been able to keep the the unity of the body. And that's something that the scriptures speak a lot of. And we're committed to, um, you know, preaching the word, but but really focused on keeping the unity. Because in our, in our congregation, we have different views and opinions. But we look to come together with our mission of sharing the good news. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, if someone was looking for a church home, uh, why would you recommend Preston Crest? I think you've answered that a little bit, well, but let's hear a little yeah, bit more I on think, that. I think you would find an opportunity to plug in and serve in any number of ways uh, at Preston Crest. We have uh, a focus on uh, doing missions here in, in Dallas. Uh, we have opportunities to serve with some of our uh, annual mission trips that. Uh, you know, are, are clearly a big part of, of what Michelle and I have become involved with. But there's opportunities to serve, and there's there's a family here that will be here to support you and help you on your journey as you um, mature in your relationship with Christ. Well, amen to that. Well, Randy, thank you for what you do and to all the elders for what they do. It is a great church, a lot of areas to uh, plug in, a lot of different interests. Um, if you have those different interests, for those to be fulfilled, whether they be small groups or service projects or numerous different Bible classes on Sunday, uh, Preston Crest is a great place to call home. And I want to close today with the way that we close every week 
first of all, by reminding you to keep your eyes on heaven. And secondly, to remind you that along this journey of life, there will be road work along the way. But here at Road Talk, we want to help you get ready by navigating your journey. Take the church seriously. Be thankful for the church. It's one of God's greatest gifts to his people. God bless, and we will talk to you 